Hey friends, I'm Sharon Betters, and you are listening to the Daily Treasure Podcast produced by Mark Inc. Ministries. And at Mark Inc., it's our vision to offer the help and hope of Jesus, especially to those who are hurting. And one of the ways that we do that is by coming alongside of one another and sharing what the scriptures teach us about walking by faith. And it's my prayer that you would recognize that these devotionals are a way you can come alongside someone else who might need a word of encouragement that is thoroughly drenched in God's word. So I hope that you'll continue uh, sharing the devotionals. Our Daily Treasure family is growing almost every day. So I would love for you to share these devotionals with your friends um, as they are blessing you. So today's devotional is called, Though the Fig Tree Does Not Blossom. And today's treasure is from Habakkuk 3, verses 17 through 19. Though the fig tree should not blossom, nor fruit be on the vines, the produce of the olive fail, and the fields yield no food, the flock be cut off from the fold, and there be no herd in the stalls, yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will take joy in the God of my salvation. God the Lord is my strength. He makes my feet like the deer's. He makes me tread on my high places. The prophet Habakkuk's heart broke as he watched Babylon, the enemy of Israel, break the backs of God's people by enslaving them. Why didn't God do something? These are God's precious people, yet once more they suffered the consequences of their own sinful abandonment of worship of God. Still, they are God's people. How could he abandon them to such a life? Habakkuk cries out in chapter 1, verses 2 through 4, O Lord, how long shall I cry for help, and you will not hear? Or cry to you violence, and you shall not save? Why do you make me see iniquity? And why do you idly look at wrong? Destruction and violence are before me. Strife and contention arise. So the law is paralyzed, and justice never goes forth. For the wicked surround the righteous. So justice goes forth perverted. God's shocking reply to Habakkuk's lament confused the prophet even further. God intended to use Israel's bitter enemies, the Babylonians, to bring judgment on his people. Dissatisfied with God's response, the prophet continues questioning God's wisdom and love in Habakkuk 1, 12 through chapter 2, 1. God's answer comes swiftly. Babylon would eventually also be punished. In the meantime, The Israelites were to live by faith as they waited for God's deliverance, as we read in Habakkuk 2.4. Although fearful of what awaited the Israelites, Habakkuk chose emotional, intimate worship in his response. He admits his terror, disappointment, and grief over God's response, but ultimately chooses to trust God's perfect love and wisdom, as we read in Habakkuk 3.16. I heard, and my heart pounded. My lips quiver at the sound. Rottenness enters into my bones. My legs tremble beneath me. Yet I will quietly wait for the day of trouble to come upon people who invade us. While he is waiting, Habakkuk chooses to live life through the grid of joy in the Lord, as we read in Habakkuk 3, 17-18. Though the fig tree should not blossom, nor fruit be on the vines, The produce of the olive fail, and the fields yield no food. The flock be cut off from the fold, and there be no herd in the stalls. 
Yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will take joy in the God of my salvation. Friends, though the facts didn't bear out his faith, this is Habakkuk's broken hallelujah. He chooses to trust God's promise of restoration for Israel, even though he, Habakkuk, would not live to see that restoration. Habakkuk's beliefs about God's character dramatically changed his reaction to his circumstances and gave him eyes that saw beyond the physical realm. His declaration to wait by faith deepened his intimacy with God, as we read in Habakkuk 3.19. God, the Lord, is my strength. He makes my feet like the deer. He makes me tread on my high places. Friends, the Israelites suffered because of their sin, but God, keeping his covenant promise that he would never forsake his people, promises Habakkuk that one day he will deliver them. Many years later, the writer of Hebrews encourages frightened Christians to cling to God's promises with a direct quote from Habakkuk, as we read in Hebrews 10, verses 35 through 39. Therefore, do not throw away your confidence, which has a great reward, for you have need of endurance, so that when you have done the will of God, you may receive what is promised. For yet a little while, and the coming one will come and will not delay, but my righteous one shall live by faith. And if he shrinks back, my soul has no pleasure in him. But we are not of those who shrink back and are destroyed, but of those who have faith and preserve their souls. Sometimes the only thing that gets me through a day is that we are one day closer to heaven, one day closer to total restoration, one day closer to a place where there are no more tears, no more sorrow, no more broken hearts, no more death. God's definition of yet a little while is different from mine. Until that moment of complete restoration, he gives us the grace to sing that broken hallelujah as a means of glorifying him. Though I don't see how you can keep your promises, O Lord, may I choose to trust you, to accept that like Habakkuk, I may not see the promised restoration on this earth, but that I will not only live by faith, but also die believing you. And so friends, like you, I am waiting for that complete restoration. And I know that for me, that's not going to happen until I am with the Lord. But in the meantime, God gives us glimpses of restoration here. And I believe he also calls us to come alongside those who are hurting and offer to them the promises that the Lord has made to us through his covenant. Well, friends, it's Wednesday, and this is the day that we encourage you to check out our Help and Hope podcast. And today, I want to introduce you to Dr. Frank James, and our topic is When Your Brother Dies. In this conversation with my husband, Chuck, Dr. James talks about the story of loss that started when his younger brother, Kelly, was trapped in a snow cave on Mount Hood, and an unyielding blizzard prevented rescue. You may remember this story because news outlets from all over the world covered the fear and anguish of Frank's family as they waited for news about Kelly. In this conversation, Frank describes the emotional roller coaster of hope, fear, confusion, despair, and lament as they waited, and then as they realized Kelly would not survive. 
Dr. James is a professor, an author, a seminary president, and yet he struggled with hard theological questions about suffering and lament. His transparency is going to encourage you to better understand how God welcomes your questions and holds you tightly in his grip when you struggle to understand his purposes. So go to helpandhopenow.org, click the Help and Hope link, and look for Chuck's conversation with Dr. Frank James when your brother dies. Thanks so much for joining us. I look forward to being with you tomorrow.